to the Apostle Frederick Kaluluma podcast channel. Apostle Frederick is the senior pastor of the City of the Lord Church, and he has been anointed by God with a message that will take you deeper in your walk with Christ. We have the mission to bring hope to the hopeless, and we seek to build a community of believers founded on faith and walking in love until the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, if you would like to officially join the City of the Lord Church and get access to pastoral care, counsel, and one-on-one sessions with the man of God, fill in the form in the link below the podcast description. Now, here comes today's powerful word. It is your word. So grab your Bibles, pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the City of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed. I want us to look at Jesus, the Good Shepherd. You know why I like the lesson? It sounds like a Sunday school title. And maybe sometimes we need to get back to those. Have you noticed these are the kind of titles you like find in a children's book? Like the Good Shepherd, this, this, then like something more adult is the one who holds all bazookas of warfare. <laughs> so Jesus, the Good Shepherd. That's what I want us to look at. Now I want us to understand, ladies and gentlemen, that Jesus is our pastor. Now, you may be saying, but I thought you're my pastor. I'm the junior pastor. Nobody in this church will call you the senior pastor. Okay, now the senior, the seniorest. So I want you to understand that Jesus is our pastor, all of us. He's called the chief shepherd. John chapter 10, verse 2. The Bible says, but he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. So I want you now to start picturing a shepherd and sheep. And then he knows all the sheep by name. So he's like, hey, Stenrich. Victoria, Maggie. So he's a shepherd who knows all sheep by name. And then it says, to him the doorkeeper opens or the porter opens. Now that's my role as a pastor. To open. It says, to him the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. I want you to say this. Say, I am his sheep. He is my shepherd. He is my shepherd. I, hear I hear his voice. Next verse. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know. And they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. The Bible says Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things which he spoke to them. And then let's read verse 11 to 14. 
He then says, I am the good shepherd. So even as you worship him by different titles, one of the titles he's ascribed to himself is the good shepherd. So he says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he's a hireling and does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and I'm known by my own. Verse 27. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of my father's hand. I and my father one. I've got a feeling that's how he talked. Some beautiful stuff here. Now, he teaches on him being the good shepherd and then how the people are his sheep. And then later on, we see in John 21 verse 15 to 17, he is now appointing pastors and the like. And this is where you now see that even what we do is delegated authority. It says when they had eaten breakfast, breakfast was very important. <laughs> and it also means Jesus wasn't fasting every day. But there were days he was fasting. So don't feel guilty if there are days you're eating bacon, eggs, two sausages per side. With a touch of onion. Okay. You know, terms have got a way of deceiving people. There was a time when I went to a certain area to preach. And so my host said, for tonight, before you come back to the lodge, because we're lodging, he says, you're coming home uh, for dinner. So me, when I hear dinner in my head, my expectations changed. And then I reached and he introduces and says, oh, uh, my sister, she just came back from the US yesterday. So the sister is speaking to us in an accent, how are you guys doing? <laughs> And she goes like, okay, let me just go finish whooping up some dinner. And then I'll be back. I'm like, lay low. <laughs> now, I'm not against the meal. I'm just telling you what my expectations were. <laughs> Guys, I'm not even somber. I said, you should have said supper. <laughs> In Zambia, when we hear dinner, what we know is that we're using a fork and a knife. <laughs> okay, let's continue. Now, he says, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said to them, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. Notice how deliberate he is over them. It's like they're mine. And then he says, feed my lambs. So he's still calling them lambs and sheep. Next verse. He said to him a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. Tend my sheep. 
Tending sheep there is not just like washing them, it's also leading them. Because sometimes sheep need to be told where to go. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved. Because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. So he addresses the lambs, he addresses the sheep. Meaning it's not just even the seniors. You have to feed them as well. Why are you saying yes, Pastor, so quickly? <laughs> uh, Jojo, even the seniors, they want phone calls as well. Imwe. <laughs> so he says, feed my lamb, feed my sheep, tend my sheep. Now, it's not the first time he was using such language. So I would like to suggest, ladies and gentlemen, let's look at 1 Peter 5 2. I think that will be the, then I'll give the suggestion. That so I'm saying even what I do and what the pastors here do is delegated authority because the chief shepherd is the Lord Jesus. So in essence, your seniorest pastor is the Lord Jesus. He says, shepherd the flock of God. Again, the congregation are called flock. Now, God is very deliberate in his writings and it's very deliberate that he refers to his congregation very often as flock. He doesn't refer to them, what's a group of uh, lions called? Pride. He didn't say shepherd the pride. Because lions were not meant to be shepherded, were they? He doesn't refer to them as, what's a group of owls called? Owls. A group of owls is called a parliament, Right? So he doesn't say shepherd the parliament. You learn something new at church every day. So <laughs> it says shepherd the flock of God which is among you, serving as of spheres, but not by compulsion, but willingly, not for dishonest gain, but eagerly. Next verse. Not as being lords over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd so you see that he's the most senior pastor we have. So Jesus is your pastor. Turn to somebody and say, do you know Jesus is your pastor? It says, when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. So he is your pastor. He is your shepherd. And he is the good shepherd. Somebody say, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. That's really saying the Lord is my pastor. Yeah. Notice Jeremiah 3.15 in the King James says, I'll give you pastors after my heart. But then in the other versions it will say, I'll give you shepherds. Now, in the scriptures, we are seen as sheep and Jesus is consistently referred to as the shepherd. Jesus himself referred to people as sheep. Look at Matthew 9 verse 36. It says, but when Jesus saw the multitudes... He was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep not having a shepherd. So if sheep don't have a shepherd, they'll be weary and scattered. It's one of the reasons why everyone must be part of a church because it's an opportunity for Jesus to shepherd you. Someone will say, well, he can do it alone. Sheep are not shepherded alone usually. They are shepherded within a flock. Let's look at another one. Mark 6, verse 34. 
And Jesus, when he came out, saw a great multitude that was moved with compassion for them because they were like sheep not having a shepherd. So he began to teach them many things. Notice all the times when he saw sheep not having a shepherd, he was moved with compassion. Praise God. That's why God gave you the city of the Lord Church. He was moved with compassion over you. He knew you needed to be taught these things. He knew you needed your questions answered. He knew he needed someone to crack a joke with you about that breakup in the class. Okay, so now, this led me thinking, I was praying, and I'm thinking, why would God refer to us as sheep? And so I did a bit of a study on sheep. Now, let me just mention that like all other symbolic items, our fullness cannot be compared to a sheep, okay? Some of them will show you how you were before salvation, and some of them will give you an idea of why certain things seem a certain way now. Number one, do you know that sheep generally can lack a sense of direction? Isaiah 53 verse 6 says, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord laid on him the iniquity of us all. And that is why, without Jesus being our shepherd, we're all over the place. Because sheep without a shepherd lack direction. They don't know where to go. They don't know where to find the greener pastures. They don't know where to find the still waters. Because sheep without a shepherd lack direction. And now here's the thing. The sheep with the shepherd may not necessarily know the route, but they know that there is a shepherd. They know there is a voice, and if they can just follow the voice, they will find themselves in the right place. So sheep without a shepherd lack direction. That's why you must be concerned when you see people who are not born again. Similarly, there is an element of shepherding you may need if you are always waking up, and it's always a new thing. I've met people who are so good at starting new things, so good at starting new things, but they cannot be consistent. It means there's a shepherding that's needed. Now, don't be angry at yourself. It's the quality of sheep. But that's why Jesus is our good shepherd. So if you've been needing direction, just say, Jesus, I acknowledge you as my good shepherd. Give me direction. Amen. Amen. Number two, sheep are social beings and are genuinely affected by other sheep. What that means is, if another sheep dies or if another sheep is sick or is killed, sometimes you might see all the sheep sad. We are similar in the sense that God has designed us to have fellowship with one another. God has designed us in such a way that our happiness will never completely be in isolation. Let me say it again. God has designed us to be a group. Why do you think human beings form... How many of you have been part of a clique before? Like, there was a clique you were part of, maybe in high school, maybe in primary. I know that everywhere you go, there's always like a clique of some sort. Go to baby class. There is like a group that runs the show. <laughs> Have you noticed when in baby class, there is a mafia that collects all the lollipops and sweets. They run the thing. Right? And then, 
I know there's usually that, and maybe as people grow older, they start isolating themselves a bit more. Um, oof, I remember one of my hardest periods was second year at Unza because I didn't have friends in my class. By then, me, Pastor Daniel, and the like were all in different classes. So you find we're all learning different things, all the, all the people that I considered, people I could, you know, be with. And then I've got a class at 11, my next one's at 17, and then I don't have a room, and I've got a Blackberry phone, and the battery's dead. And I'll find myself just seated alone. And people would only come talk to me if they need help. That's the period I learned how to do dinner alone. <laughs> Guys, why are you looking at me like I was so miserable? <laughs> I'll be honest, I may look tough, but there were days where it felt a bit lonely. Like, where you're like, okay, so I'll only get a call if it's, uh, we need prayer, or we need this, or, yeah, there were days where it felt a little, like, imagine the whole day, you're alone. Funny thing is, I've learned how to enjoy being alone, but human beings were not designed primarily to be alone. How many of you ever felt alone before? Yeah. Where you've got stories, stories there, your lips are even getting bigger. <laughs> There's just no one to tell the story. Uh, how many of you ever, I think, I, I think Catherine Kuman said she experienced it a lot in ministry. And you know Catherine Kuman was dramatic when she would be talking. She would be like, where well, you're surrounded by millions but you feel like you're the only one in the world. Have you ever experienced that before? Where you're surrounded and surrounded, but you feel alone. I pray may God give you fellowship. May God give you friends. May God give you the gift of friendship. Where you have that person who's in your corner. I don't know if you're hearing me. And if you have them, treat them well. Why is that yes so loud? So I want you to understand that you need the congregation. You need friendship. You need relationships. I, I, guys. <laughs> Problem you are interpreting it your own way. In Ecclesiastes we are told there is one who is alone. No companion. No brother. You've read that scripture, right? And then it, it says, two are better than one, for they've got a greater reward for their labor. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, open yourself up to friendship. Now, the thing about opening yourself up to friendship is that even the friends you have, as good as they are, may not be perfect. There are days they'll get on your nerves. Why is that yes too loud? As a matter of fact, sometimes your friends may even be very different from your personality. You can be a person who likes to confront issues. They can be a person who don't like confrontations. Why are you clapping? <laughs> and you know something? They could also be an opportunity for you to learn how to work with another person. Because not everyone can be you. As a matter of fact, friendship sometimes is the biggest test of do not be wise in your own opinion. Because you can't always get them to bend to see things the way you see it. Sometimes you must compromise as long as it's nothing ungodly to see it the way they see it. 
So sheep are social. God has designed us to be social. God has designed us to be together. Notice he says if one is astray, he will go look for the one, and then he doesn't leave the one alone. He brings the one back to the 99 so they can be a group again. Praise God. Say it, I'm a social being. So now, friendship, another challenge of friendship according to the scriptures, you know, is inconvenience, right? Yes. You know that if somebody is your friend, like your friend friend, for friend in friend in, you know it means they've got the right to inconvenience you because in the scriptures it says there's a man, he's asleep, then his friend comes to knock saying, I need bread, I've got visitors. And then he's like, no, but I'm your friend, so you have to do this. So at the same time, as much as your friend be, that inner, inner, inner one, Weigh the level to which you are willing to be inconvenienced. And maybe if I can touch something on friendship, uh, if you are choosing friends, weigh the quality of your conversations and then also weigh what you need to give up for you to be friends with them. There are some people who make you give up good things, who make you give up bad things. There are some people to be their friend you have to give up moodiness because they will not tolerate your moodiness. They will tell you, what's wrong with you? You are moody today. <laughs> Those are good friends. <laughs> Praise God. There are some people who, to be their friend, just know that from that day, you are now living a soft life. Because, because their conversations are always, can we go... Can we meet at? At all of them, be careful. <laughs> Your money will finish. <laughs> Balance it out. There are those who it's like they'll send you a text. Ha! I'm in the mood of Chinese today. Let's go. <laughs> you are thinking me, Nicho Sendarama, to buy Chinese, me. Hello, it's that one for where let's go out, you pay for me, I'll pay for you. <laughs> In short, you're all paying for yourselves. So <laughs> now, another thing about a sheep is that when it falls on its back, it needs to be lifted by the shepherd. A sheep does not have the ability to lift itself up. As a matter of fact, when a sheep is down on the ground, it's called being cast down. Do you now understand why David would say, why are you cast down, oh my soul? And listen, some of you may be listening to me and you may be saying, Pastor, it's not like I want to be sad. It's not like I want to feel the way I'm feeling. But it just feels like I've fallen down and I can't get up. I just keep fighting voices in my mind that say I'm not enough. Okay, that's a line from a song. Sometimes those songs catch you deep. Have you ever... Have you ever had a day where, I don't know, this is, then you walk, then you're Molina. I keep fighting voices in my I think for me, the line that hit me in that song, am I more than just the sum of every high and every low? Like, oh. You sit like, how do I measure my life? Like, <laughs> okay, let's continue. <laughs> But then sheep can be cast down. And who's ever had a cast down moment where 
It's not like you're not trying to get up. It's just hard. I want you to know that your good shepherd is there to lift you up. He's a good shepherd. So meaning, don't be shy. If you want, you can go before him and say, God, yeah, that exercise again. (laughs) I won't explain how I found myself here, but as you can see, (laughs) I am cast down. (laughs) Yes, you can clap. Don't just let Johanna clap on her own. So you can say, you're the good shepherd who lifts me up. I love, one definition I love of God is the lifter of our head. You, you know how I picture that? Like, rather than walking like a question mark, like, you know, when you've done something wrong, have you noticed you walk like this? You, but then he lifts your head. And you can walk like this. For those on the podcast, like this means receive grace to see a vision as I'm talking. So sheep need to be lifted. Psalm 42.5, why are you cast down on my soul and why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Another thing you should know about sheep is that when they are desperate for water, they can drink from anywhere. They don't wait until it's clean. Sheep will easily settle for any kind of water. They don't wait until it's clean. Now, David, having a revelation of Jesus the shepherd, well in advance, says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in, and he leads me, meaning it's your shepherd who leads you to the right waters. Stop, out of desperation, stop drinking from wells that God doesn't want you to drink from. You find, that's why you find, here's a person, it's not like they want to be a drunkard, it's just that it's the only way they sleep. Your shepherd understands. And he wants to lead you to the still waters. Somebody say, the good shepherd. Say, Jesus is my shepherd. Let's read the last few. Sheep follow what's been done by other sheep, and that can be dangerous. Now, in eastern Turkey, there's a story that happened where about 1,500 1, sheep fell off a cliff while their shepherds were eating breakfast far away. What happened is, the first 400 sheep fell to their death. Fortunately, the remaining 1,100 were saved because the first 400 broke the fall. Now, how it happened the sheep in the back couldn't see past the sheep in front. So they were unaware of what was ahead. The sheep in front couldn't stop because the sheep in the back were pushing them. Haven't you seen this sometimes where people just follow what's trending? Whether it's killing them or it's not killing them. People just follow what's trending. And that's something that you must be careful about. Follow the shepherd. Meaning, if your fellow sheep are not following the shepherd, if they're not following what Jesus is teaching, even if it's trending among Christians, don't follow it. Consider it a voice of a stranger. And that's why, as a believer, you must be very careful about everything you endorse. Because you might find, simply because you liked and commented on that post by 
a kitchen party page and it posted a very vulgar post and you went and liked and you found it funny. You may be giving other sheep an opportunity. Other sheep who are saying, I think I need to do away with these pages because they're not helping my heart. You may be giving them an opportunity to say, ah, but if brother Saul is doing it and he speaks in tongues in capital letters, <laughs> then I might as well do it as well. Okay, sheep are defended by their shepherd. Next point, sheep recognize their shepherd's voice and they have an emotional attachment to their shepherd. I'll explain some of them later. Sheep are also not meant to carry heavy burdens. That's why Jesus comes and says, come all you who are weary and heavy. Someone seems so happy about that. Like they're, they're happy that they're not meant to carry heavy. They now understand, right? And then when they are wounded, they need to be treated by the shepherd. Psalm 147 verse 3, here's what it says about your shepherd. It says, he heals the broken hearted and he binds up their wounds. Now I want you to understand, ladies and gentlemen, that Jesus, our shepherd, is different from an ordinary shepherd because this shepherd can upgrade the sheep because we've got a shepherd who can actually give eternal life. He defines his shepherding as one who gives eternal life to his sheep. Meaning the shepherd gives the sheep the quality of life he the shepherd has. We've got a shepherd who, even though he found us defenseless, he's upgraded us to a place where we are sheep that can beat up that can sanduka into a lion. Imagine, he's upgraded us to a place where we're sheep who can attack wolves ourselves. But you must understand that he's our shepherd and we must follow him. And he gives us eternal life. Now the reason why I shared some of this is because I wanted you to know that you may have found yourself in some of these positions. But that's not a reason to run away from your shepherd. That actually shows you that you need your shepherd. Amen. Amen. I want us to pray a prayer together. I want to pray Psalm 23. Are you ready? And I think that perhaps as much as you've known this scripture all your life, there's probably a way you will say it. One, two, three, let's pray. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your road and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord. Now you are blessed, your week is blessed, and all is well with you. You're experiencing the good shepherd. And everything that is promised in Psalm 23, you experience it. 
And in the name of Jesus, whatever does not look like goodness and mercy is not permitted to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, wow. What a service. I have been so blessed and I know you have been too. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. You can reach the City of the Lord Church on 0777-930882. If you are unable to call, you can email us on thecityofthelordzambia at gmail.com or reach us on Facebook at the City of the Lord Church. Stay blessed.